Think insurance is boring? Think again. Many experts say that insurance is the most powerful industry on the planet. So join us and discover why the Quarters Cast is making insurance super cool. All right, my guest today is Rick Elmore, who is the CEO and founder of Simply Noted. He's also a marketing expert, and uh, you are a top salesperson at um, several medical equipment companies. And this is a big twist, which I really like. At uh, six foot five, you spent three years in the <laughs> NFL, right? I think that's awesome. Sure <laughs> that's excellent. Thank you. Sure. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this because this uh, your technology and the company that you've built directly affects someone like me, and I just think you've got such interesting background experience. Um, so, can you give us a little mm-hmm. bit? Uh, I mean, you've only been in business since was it 2017, and you're now already at mm-hmm. about two million annually rev- in revenue. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. So thank you. Uh, so uh, give us a little bit of background of on how you you came to this, and uh, and we'll go from there. Great. Well, thanks for having me. Um, like you said, my background's in athletic. Mm-hmm. So played for about fifteen years. Played football, the sport that I love. Went to the University of Arizona. Played for Mike Stoops in two thousand six. Was really lucky and had a good career there. Was drafted in the NFL in two thousand eleven and got to spend a few years there and live out my childhood dream. But eventually, like most athletes, or like every athlete, you have to hang up the shoulder pads and cleats and get into the real world. So I got into that uh, corporate medical device, sales and marketing. First year was um, rookie of the year. Um, Basically just took everything that was good as an athlete, hard work, perseverance, grit, you know, get knocked down nine times, get up 10, and just applied it to my uh, corporate career. Um, So first year was rookie of the year. Next five years, I was either top 1% or top five sales rep in my company. And again, it was just all effort. In 2017, uh, I had an itch I just could not scratch, so I went back and did my MBA. I just I knew there was something else out there for me. And uh, in 2017, I was you know had a full time job. I had my first child that year. I did an Ironman, but wow. a year into my program, uh, launched launched my first startup. Uh, um, so yeah, 2017 was a wild year. But I was in a marketing <laughs> class in December, about a year into my program. And uh, I had a marketing professor said that handwritten notes have a 99% open rate. And I just thought that was just an amazing statistic. You know, since we live in a a very digital, you know, digital overload world, it's just really hard to engage people. So I thought if I can, you know, send some handwritten notes with a 99% open rate, it it has to make me more successful if I can get in front of my client 99% of the time. And, uh, you know, I had a classmate of mine and myself, we got together. Uh, worked with some technology out of China. It was just a pen plotter. It was it was a very bad technology, and just tested it and tested it and tested it. We just had great results and uh, took the leap of faith in 2018. Launched Simply Noted. You know, fast forward five years, we're the largest handwriting platform in the world. We were the only company in the world that's truly built their own handwriting robot. And what I mean by that, we leverage no off the shelf solutions. Everything we built is custom to us. Um, never thought I'd do this, but we're gonna have six patents on our technology. Wow designed through utility. Um, we have hundreds of thousands of users on our platform every single month. Um, and it's just, it's grown tremendously. And I'd love to say it was easy, but it wasn't. It's been a lot of blood, sweat and tears that have gone into this, but 
I think the solution that we provide is, is solving a big problem in today's digital and AI world. And that's just the personal tangible touch where the mailbox is empty, where nobody's competing. And that handwritten note really stands out in that mailbox. Yeah, I totally agree. And being in the field that I'm in, I've written a lot of those myself. It takes a lot of time. And so I'd like to drill down a little bit on the actual technology, because I really do think this is like what you're doing. You're taking, like you say, the human touch and you're using technology mm -hmm. to, to marry it. Um, so mm -hmm. number one, uh, how much does artificial intelligence play a role in this? Well, you know, AI, I, th I just think that's a very buzzword now since what was it november 22 when uh open ai released chat gpt right the way that we're leveraging it right now is just helping people kind of formulate and give them ideas on what they're going to say um so we're actually launching that update on our website um within a week so you're gonna be able to go and say hey help me write a thank you note to john or help me write a congratulations for selling your house or whatever so that's the only way that we're leveraging it right now um what we're trying to do is help businesses either automate it so it becomes predictable um, a part of you know their sales or marketing plan or scale it you know if you want to send one or two we can help you do that but we actually consult and say hey if you can send one or two by yourself do it yourself but we, we're trying to build a platform to help you know companies automate it or scale it okay so you tend to prefer to uh work with agencies then and and larger companies so uh, sure I mean, yeah yeah, I mean, we don't, we're not trying to, you know, monopolize the handwritten note market by any means. We're just, we're trying to, to develop a tool that businesses can leverage um, within their marketing or MarTech stack, you know, where they can, you know, add a handwritten solution, just like they have a calling solution, an email solution, a CRM. Um, we're trying to be the handwritten solution that they can put in their tool belt. All right. So I know it took a lot uh, for you to invest in this uh, financially. So what does it look like um, in terms of your team and the partners that you have to get this going off the ground? Besides, I, you mentioned one partner, but do you have a lot of investors? Have you used your own money? Zero. How does that Zero. We're completely customer funded. Um, oh, wow. No loans, no debt, no investors. Yeah. So I, I when I started this company, I really wanted to prove, you know, I mean, I, I wanted to prove to myself that when I could do it. But, um, you know, I don't come from a background of money. You know, I, don't, I didn't grow up with a, a silver spoon or a golden spoon, whatever they call it. Um, my parents were very supportive, you know, but we didn't have tons of money growing up. So um, really didn't have a lot of options. So the only way for me to do this um, was to self-fund it. And how we funded it was just doing what I was good at. I would go out, identify opportunities you know, show the client what we can do for them, solve a problem for them, and then we close and reinvest the proceeds back into business. Okay. You're a very fascinating character to me <laughs> because from your athletic background, <laughs> no, here, I'll, I'll give you the yeah. setup. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because, sure. you know, you, you went from football into selling medical equipment, and then now you have mm -hmm. this handwritten, it, you know, this is, there's nothing like this out there. And mm -hmm. so to start this up in the way that you did and all the effort and time that went into it, there had to have been mm -hmm. something in your thinking process that made you decide that this thing was going to be the thing that you were going to spend that much time and energy on. And I would love to hear well, what, what that what like, what was the reasoning exactly? Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up in the generation without technology. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was almost 17 years old and it was one of those brick 
two nine phones that <laughs> I have internet on it. So yeah, and when I was being recruited in in high school, any coach, and I, I had, I mean, I think it was twenty nine or or thirty Division one football offers or scholarships. But the coaches that really stood out to me were the ones that sent me a handwritten note. You know, that showed me that they invested some time into reaching out to me. I got tons of printed letters and postcards, and that was like easy to do, right? So anybody who sent me a handwritten note that immediately stood out. When I left the the 49ers in 2012, um, Coach Harbaugh sent me a handwritten note. And that he's a you know a head football coach in the NFL. Now he's back in college, but that guy's a person of influence. And that impacted me so much, like it literally made me it made me so now uh you were in the middle of telling us uh about your your coach who had sent you the handwritten note and uh you know i just wanted to make the point that you know you're a tough guy and you come across really forthright but clearly you have a huge heart and that's <laughs> kind of what i wanted to highlight here and you're sure. in the middle of a great story and all right so yeah you know handwritten notes you know why they mean so much and you know why they've impacted my life uh so much you know there's a good story back in 2012 when i was playing for the san francisco 49ers I left the team after that season and um, we went to the, the NFC championship game and lost like right before the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it was a pretty awesome year, mm -hmm. but um, when I left the team, coach Harbaugh, um, you know, a very influential, you know, leader, uh, head coach in the NFL, he's now back in the college ranks. He sent me a handwritten note. And when I, you know, I was like 23, 24 at the time. And when I got that, like three or four weeks later after I left, I just, it impacted my life so much. It, it meant so much to me that he would sit down and take the time to do it. Um, it's actually a keepsake. I, I literally, I kept it. It's in my office on my shelf and I'm going to be able to share that with my kids someday. So, you know, when that's what we're trying to do at scale for companies. I think people want to do it. And uh, the problem that we're solving is that they don't have time to do it. So now we're creating a platform that helps them to do it. Um, I'm again, I'm not telling anybody you should send every single handwritten note you ever do through our platform. But if you're a business, you know, if you like systems and processes, you have a CRM, you want to stay consistent, you want to make sure, sure the grammar is right, you're not having your assistant, and you don't have to worry about them misspelling something or, you know, the grammar is not right. Um, you know, we built a platform that helps you automate it or scale it. So you want to automate a birthday card, an anniversary card, you know, send out holiday cards, or just send out a thank you card, which is a big part of our business. Is, you know, the law of reciprocity is just building those relationships. And we all know how important relationships are in business. I couldn't have built this business if it wasn't for my relationships. Um, I know almost every business out there wouldn't have their business if they didn't have loyal relationships. So it's all about the relationship and a good, simple thank you note is a way to solidify a strong relationship with all your clients. That's great. And I know you have, uh, you're big on follow-up. So I'm assuming you might have a whole system and philosophy. Um, that's what I'm guessing. Do you? So, I mean, for follow-up, it's just based off of triggers. So say that you had somebody, you know, come and book a meeting with you. We can automate a handwritten note to be sent out after that meeting is completed. Or if somebody signed up for a quote, we can automate, you know, hey, thank you for reaching out for a quote. We're excited to work with you. We can automate sending that follow-up card. It's really just based off of triggers that are happening within your your company CRM or software, whatever you use, anytime someone pays a bill, you know, we can automate sending a card. Hey, thanks for, you know, paying your bill. So it really, we set up systems that help you automate your personal touch, but it really is just as easy as sending an email. If you have a, you know, a spreadsheet and Excel sheet, CSC file, send it to us. It's just like mail marriage. We plug in the variables, high first name, 
every card is completely custom to that individual. So um, it can be as easy as you want or as complicated as you want. We just have the software, the technology, the platform, the robots, all the mailing equipment in-house, all the printers in-house. We're a one-stop solution you know, to make sending and scaling handwritten notes as easy as possible. Wow, that's amazing. So do you, as a great salesperson that you are, um, I'm thinking about like some of the big old insurance companies with thousands of agents and a lot of the independent agencies. It just sounds like mm -hmm. this is perfect because they have Salesforce and Zapier and all that kind of stuff. This mm -hmm. sounds like the, the per perfect uh, service to sort of mm -hmm. integrate Mm -hmm. uh, with that have you approached them and if so how is how did that go <laughs> we, we tried so many times oh really we have uh you know i my wife I've, i think we still have farmers i'm not sure i don't know who our, our insurance is or maybe they do one of our our things that we have but i get a really crappy five cent postcard for my birthday every year from them i'm just <laughs> like i'm like literally like why are you sending me this like why like this literally shows me that you put zero time and effort into this and it's just like this is not going to do anything for my relationship with your company like like and i've tried and like literally it's all about dollars and cents it doesn't matter about relationships brand recognition loyalty referrals you know reviews like i'm just like I literally don't even look at it. I get it now. I just throw it straight in the trash. You know, so it's like, this is the, the least amount of effort your company could have possibly done. Like we run our own printing press in our warehouse. Like I know how easy it is to print out these postcards. Like I, I could print 11,000 of them an hour. So it's like, anyways, we've tried, you know, and I think what happens eventually are these companies will come around, you know, when they start seeing their competitors use it and they start seeing the success they have. But it's usually the smaller agencies that we work with. Um, you know, the ones that really understand the value of a referral, the ones that really understand the value of the lifetime value of a client, um, you know, the ones that are running in anywhere from like 700 to like 3000, uh, you know, both, you know, clients or portfolio. So it's the big mega conglomerates. They don't, they don't even, they don't even give you a second. I'm just like, yeah. all right, it's, it's fine. I know you're right. They're stuck in the seventies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, one thing I noticed when doing research on you. You mentioned, I thought this was really important, that you don't like to overlook any small opportunity because you never know where, where it's going to lead. And so that kind of never. is, yeah. So can you give us an example of a small, what looked like a small opportunity on the surface that turned out to be something big? So when I first started, I did every business networking event possible. You know, I did the BNIs, the Chamber of Commerce, the the Vistages, um, the small private, you know, you know, you know, I did the, what do you call the, the, the speaking one? Why, why am I? Oh, uh, Toastmasters? Toastmasters. Oh, really? I mean, I've done them all and you know, none of them were really a good fit, but I was like a young entrepreneur just trying to get out there, meet people, be around people that are doing something similar to me. And, uh, I remember I did BNI my first year and my largest, I got a referral from someone in BNI to somebody two years after I left. I'm like, hey, you should talk to this guy. And then, you know, I, I spent a year in the program and it really did nothing for my business, but I built relationships within BNI and they connected me to somebody that ended up being a massive six-figure client for us. So you can't discredit any effort whatsoever. You can't leave any stone unturned. Um, you can't overlook any bad experience. You have to fix every experience. You can't say, oh, screw that guy. He's a bad customer. Or, he's not a good person. Like you have to obsess about that stuff. And that's what I've done really well. I simply noted, it's like, I just, I will go above and beyond. I'll, I'll go a lot further than any of our, you know, that's why it made me good in, in sales at, at, in corporate, in the corporate world. I was willing to do a lot more than my competitors 
or even people that I, you know, worked with. And that's what helped me set, a, set myself out of, uh, amongst the crowd. So we do the same thing here. It's worked tremendously well. It's been exhausting. Not, not, I, you know, I, was, I, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I started when I was 29, <laughs> 28, before two kids, you know, and um, I don't know if I would start it the same way. I'm a lot smarter than I was when I was 28 years old. But yeah, you absolutely, you can't, you, that hundred dollar client, you know, could be just as valuable as that $5,000 client It's just, you can't overlook anybody. Wow. That's, that's a great attitude. Mm -hmm. So, so what is the, the, when you say you go above and beyond, can you give us examples of what it was that you did? I think it's pride. I think a lot of people get stuck in trying to like, make sure that they're right. Or like I'm right versus the customer. I don't care. Like I'll step down my pride, even if even if they're way wrong, I'm like, you know what? I totally understand. We're so sorry. And just move on because it's not worth the dragged, dragged out, you know, email battle. They go on and get their friends to write bad reviews. They write <laughs> bad reviews. It's just people have to let go of their pride. They have to let go of their ego. Um, you know, a lot of people get in that running their own business because they want to be their own boss. But I'm, I'm, even though my own boss, I'm still more in sales. And I would say at the beckoning call of even more people now, you know, I used to just be having to service my clients. Now I have to service my vendors, you know, my employees, our clients, right? Our engineers are, you know, our developers. So um, I think if there's a lot of independent, you know, insurance or business owners out there, just get obsessed with making sure that your clients are happy. Even if you have to, you know, swallow your pride a little bit believe me it's going to pay off you know a year from now two years from now because you know even if they know they're wrong and you tell them that they're right like they'll come back i'll refer somebody because they know you're somebody that's willing to be flexible and work with them that's great yeah excellent so um you you're able to sell these uh notes and letters with and without envelopes very very affordably and after mm -hmm. talking to you now for a few minutes I'm assuming it's going to be on great paper and have that quality envelope and all that kind of stuff. So yep. with with the manufacturing and all the equipment that you have and, and the materials you need, how is that possible, really, to be that competitive? So, I mean, the first four years, um, it was really hard. Um, I mean, it was really hard to not, like, get too low on price because we needed the money that we got from selling to reinvest back in the business. You know, we've invested almost a million dollars now just into the development of our handwriting robots. And that's all customer funded. So that comes from sales. That's not to account for we're on our fourth version of our website. Um, probably spent near, you know, another million dollars just in software development. Um, not, not including capital equipment, all the mailing equipment, you know, the printers, which is another probably six or $700,000. So, you know, at this point now where we're at, you know, we, now that we have all this stuff in house and we can control our costs a lot better, we're willing or we're able to get, you know, a much better price on our service. So, um, you know, and we're still well below what it's going to cost for you to go to a store and buy a card and do it yourself. You know, you go to the store and buy a greeting card, it's going to be four or five bucks just for the card plus postage. You know, and a lot of our businesses at the volumes they're doing it, you know, they're doing it for around a dollar a card plus postage. So, and that, again, that's real handwritten envelope, real handwritten card on 120 pound card stock, which is thicker than a Hallmark card. Um, and it's automated at scale. You're not going to have carpal tunnel hand cramps, any worries about uh, <laughs> you know, injuring or, or being delayed or any stuff like that. And it, it truly is a remarkable technology. And that's what we're trying to do is get the word out there. There's nothing else like it. Only company in the world that's truly built their own handwriting robot. We built our own handwriting engine. Like we can literally 
take your handwriting style, pull the characteristics out of it, and truly use your handwriting to put words on paper to send to your clients. And that's like when people grasp that and they're like, holy crap, like it's as easy as sending an email and I can use my handwriting with my custom stationery and it's automated. Like that's when the light bulbs start exploding and they get excited. And then we contact, they get in contact with us and we help them get going. Yeah. Wow. That is really remarkable because from watching the, the robot do its thing, I wouldn't, it, it looks so real, but I had no idea, idea that you could mimic a, a person's mm -hmm. handwriting. So, so yeah go ahead please yeah i mean when we mimic a person's handwriting it's not a simple handwriting or a font conversion so a font you know when you're creating a, a font online so fonts were created in like the 90s for the internet so they're called like ttf files or otf files true type font or open type font we actually create something that's completely different it's a handwriting style so we will pull out all the unique characteristics within your handwriting um the spacing, which is called kerning, the ligatures, which is how your letters naturally connect to each other. So some people will connect their T's or connect their M's, two M's together, or T to H, or what do two E's look like next to each other? We pull, gram, uh, pull out all that out, program it into your handwriting style. And then we actually have... <laughs> A, um, an algorithm that takes your um, your handwriting style and it manipulates it as it writes it. So it doesn't matter if you wrote a thousand A's right next to each other on our, our robot, not, sing not one single A will look the same. It rotates it, it stretches it, it makes it bigger, smaller. Um, I mean, there's way too much thought put into this. We create our own pens. Like we literally, we our pens run out so much, we had to create our own pens. The type of ink that goes in a pen, um, the wettability of the ink was thought about. It's called viscosity. So like it actually smears really good uh, when you lick your thumb and try to smear it. So there's, <laughs> there's way too much thought that goes into a simple one, two or three dollar handwritten note. But we were we believe so much in it. The problem that we're solving, um, we believe that handwritten notes or handwritten mail is going to make a comeback with vengeance. You know, especially being in the digital world for the last twenty three years. Now we're going to the AI world, and we're just a platform that's ready to help people do it. Yeah, definitely. That's what it sounds like. So you're not worried about China copying you, are you? <laughs> I don't care. I mean, there's like, oh. I think in the post office, there's like seventy four billion pieces of first class mail alone sent every year. I, I, I don't even want, you know, 5% of that. Uh, it would be a nightmare to manage. So uh, we want to we want to work with clients that are good people, that understand the value of the service. Um, we're, we're not trying to monopolize anything. You know, okay. I, 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 I'm happy just to, you know, get out there and work with great people and provide a great service. Okay. So you haven't really thought of other applications for this then? In what ways? Well, I don't know. Um, just listening to it is so complex. Um, uh i don't know i haven't uh, well there's there's definitely another application you know for you know individuals with like writing disabilities you know we've talked to nonprofits to help them you know use our systems to write um but you know that's just a completely different conversation i was just thinking even text a book or textbooks to make it look like somebody had actually physically written it mm -hmm. um, that might be something you know get rid of ebooks and maybe have an uh, an alternative would that be cheaper yep. than regular printing? Probably not. <laughs> it takes like it takes what our robot about five minutes to write one handwritten note, and that's about a hundred words. So, um, you know, it's it writes as fast as a person. We can speed it up and make it write as fast as we want since these are machines. But 
the faster you go, you suffer uh, writing quality. So we right. we want to make sure it looks great. So we let the pro- we just scale. We just add more robots to the production line to help us turn orders faster versus turn the machines up in speed. Okay. All right. And so, and maybe uh, lastly, I'm just curious: Have you tried to uh, infiltrate sort of the football organizations and with this technology? And- uh, you know, we worked with the NCAA a little bit in the early days. Um, it's not really our niche. We want to work with like the service-based industries. You know, real estate, mortgage, insurance, yeah. nonprofit, where relationships matter. Um, where the value of saying thank you is going to impact their business for years to come. Um, because we all, I run a business, I'm trying to shut down my turn rate, right? Because we all know it costs more to acquire a client than keep your clients happy and get referrals. So um, we, we, we like to focus on those industries that value relationships. All right. Well, that's great. I wish you much continued success. This has been an awesome interview and you're super impressive, Rick. Thank you very much for being yeah. here. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great day. See you. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,